Welcome to the Winter Maintenance Podcast, Episode 24, Part 5 of the FHWA Claris Initiative webcast. I'm Dwayne Collett. On June 25th of 2007, the FHWA hosted a webcast on the Claris Initiative. The FHWA granted the Winter Maintenance Podcast permission to make the webcast proceedings available. So you can listen to these presentations on your MP3 player or iPod while you commute to and from work, the webcast audio has been divided into five parts. A link to the PowerPoint slides used in the webcast can be found in the episode notes. Part 5 provides initial details of the Claris ICC meeting number 5 and answers questions that were submitted during the webcast. So now we're just uh, getting into the last couple of slides, last four slides here, uh, and then we'll, we can get back to some of the questions. Uh, first of all, the next in-person uh, initiative coordinating committee meeting is going to be, uh, be meeting number five. It's going to be held in Kansas City, Missouri on September 20th and 21st. And um, it's going to be, we're, we're actually very happy to be working with the National Weather Service uh, they, uh, we've made arrangements with them, and they've offered us uh, the use of their training center, which is very close to the Kansas City Airport. Uh, and although I've not seen it myself, I'm told that it's a, it's a top-notch facility, so we're very much looking forward to that. Uh, as we have done in the past, we uh, will be providing funding for one state DOT representative to attend uh, that meeting uh, in, through a reimbursement process, again, as we've done before. Uh, we're working on getting the logistics information together, uh, and we will be emailing that out to the uh, stakeholder list and probably later on this week uh, with information about hotel and, and things like that as we've just been signing up the, uh, the contracts and such. Uh, and the other thing that uh, as we did with our last meeting, we're going to combine it with the uh, next MDSS, that's the Maintenance Decision Support System, stakeholder meeting, which is going to be the two days prior to the Claris meeting. And again, with that, we also, again, will be paying for one person per state DOT to attend. And we'll be discussing the latest and greatest on MDSS, as well as some movement towards expanding the functionality of MDSS to include other types of operations. So I do hope to see you uh, in Kansas City in September. Uh, Just some of the things, the other things that we're going to have now particularly for the um, ICC meeting, just some of the specifics of the agenda, which is still obviously going to be um, developed out over over the next couple of months. But just really quickly, we will, of course, be getting into the status and update of the regional demonstration, uh, including uh, reports back on the three concept of operations activities, uh, the status of the Connection Incentive Program, and then our plans uh, as they continue to evolve for the for phase three. We will also be talking uh, with NOAA and National Weather Service and have them be speaking about their activities to uh, operationalize uh, their surface observing systems. So you hear some about that and how Claris will be uh, converging with that. Uh, latest on Claris system design. Uh, we expect to have a private sector showcase uh, as 
Uh, we know the private sector continues to move out with these um, types of services. We want to uh, have an opportunity to hear about some of those, and then we'll get into some more of the uh, activities relating to VII. <clears throat> the, uh, as I mentioned a couple times already in this call, we've, we have the Claris Initiative website, which can be found at clarisinitiative.org. And um, we will be posting all this information, including this PowerPoint presentation and information about the uh, ICC meeting number five um, on that website. So look for, look for things to be updated there. The other thing that you can find on that website, uh, we've, we've spoken about the um, metadata fields. Um, we have on the um, front page there you can click to a link that, that talks about the metadata that we uh, are learning is such an important part of Claris and, and what metadata is going to need to be collected as part of the Claris uh, Connection Incentive Program. And um, the, uh, the, this particular PowerPoint will also be downloadable uh, at the end of this um, at the end of this webcast as well. Uh, the Federal Highway Roadway Management Program, our, our website, is um, seen there, and uh, we have a lot of other information about um, uh, not just Claris, but the Roadway Management Program overall. Uh, let's see. So the last slide has has contact information for the two of us here at Federal Highway, uh, and certainly if you need to reach any anybody else who's participated in this call, we can certainly connect you to them. Um, so going back to some of the questions, uh, somebody had asked about um, again the, the legal questions about sharing data, and one of the things that we've noticed that some of the dialogue going on within the traffic management community. Uh, when they talk about loop data and you know, um, some of the other traffic data, that there's been while there was some hesitation about sharing that before, uh, this, the states are realizing that the new travel time products and other traffic information services that are out there, they need the data and are finding good ways to be able to make that data available to uh, private sector providers. And we think that there are some lessons that we can learn. Uh, from that community as, a, as it applies to the, to the road weather world. Um, again, if we see that there's going to be a um, – um, uh, that, that the states see that there's going to be an opportunity uh, to and, – and it helps them to share the data, then that helps get through some of those problems. And again, I think that we can learn from each other, that we know that there are some states who have wrestled with some of these problems and have worked through them. Because one of the things that we have, um, as we were defining the requirements for the Clara system, we uh, one of the requirements was that the data would be, it's an all or nothing availability. There's no um, levels of data availability. So that is something that um, is, um, as a system design goes, the data is going to be available or it's not. So we don't have, we did not build in any opportunities to do any type of um, uh, filtering out. So um, that's one a couple of things that I saw uh, asked about. Uh, John Lasley did mention here at the very end. Uh, another thing that I just wanted to mention, I appreciate John bringing this to my attention. Uh, the end of July, July 25th, 26th, and 27th, uh, the Office of the Federal Coordinator for Meteorology is going to be hosting a um, 
National Surface Transportation Weather Symposium. It's going to be here in Washington, D.C., and we're going to be talking about uh, road weather management and surface transportation weather problems within a much uh, broader context, but have uh, very um, high-level people from both the transportation weather communities talking about uh, what is going on in in this area and what we need to be doing to continue to move it forward. So I uh, do hope to see uh, some of you at that symposium. Um, and if you uh, have one more information about that, just let me know. I'd be glad to point you to more details. Um, let's see. Any other questions that I can answer? It looks like the, okay, the um, PowerPoint is now available as a shared file up on the uh, on this webcast, and as I speak, instructions on how to download the presentation are being provided to you uh, if you'd like to download. Uh, let's see. Um, not seeing any other questions that I can immediately answer at this time. Uh, okay, Pat Welsh asked, uh, does Federal Highway require this effort to be in the regional ITS architecture prior to application? Um, no, I I don't uh, see that as a necessary requirement. Um, although it is a question that we have not raised before, so I may need to look into it a little bit more. But I don't think there's going to be any uh, specific link there from from our point of view. Uh, Paul Delanois asked if the OFCM's WISP meeting is open only to public agencies, and uh, sorry if I wasn't clear on that. But no, it's a, it's open to anybody and everybody, and we do hope to have a good cross section, both the public and private sector as well. Um, the, with the announcement being made available uh, later or early in July for the Connection Center program, uh, expecting some time on the state side to get applications in, our time to review, and then go through the um, allocation process. Uh, hope and expectation is that uh, money would be available about the, about September 1st. At the, that's probably at the earliest, and I'm probably again being overly optimistic on how long it takes for us to, to get things done, but um, do hope that that, uh, that, would, that the money would be available at that time. The, um, the other point that was raised earlier about the sharing, the idea that I mentioned earlier about states working together as part of the incentive program is in a case where a state rather is not going to be collecting the metadata themselves, but is going to be contracting somebody to go out and collect the metadata um, this is the type of, of situation that we would anticipate where they might want to work with, with uh, partner states. So if they're going to get a contractor on board to collect data, the metadata for their state, that same contractor under the same contract could go out and collect the metadata for another state. And that, that would be um, one of the reasons why states would want to work together uh, rather than each having to go through their own separate contracting process. Um, Bob Hart asked about uh, the uh, latency. Um, the, uh, we designed the system to process the data as quickly as possible. Um, and see, I'm going to maybe turn over to Andy if he has any specific numbers in terms of minimum transfer cycle time. Andy, do you have anything sure. to add on that? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. Thank you, Bob. 
Um, the bottom line is, is that you can set the subscription up in order to create collectives uh, at whatever frequency that you want. The issue is, is that each state DOT controls the polling frequency from their collection server to their individual ESS. So if a state is only updating or refreshing their collection every 30 minutes and then providing that to Claris, um, getting a collective every 20 minutes would be counterproductive, so you need to be in contact with your uh, state DOT. As far as can you receive the information immediately upon ingest into Claris, the answer is yes. Now, if you attempt to receive the information very quickly, you may not receive the benefit of each individual observation going through the quality checking. However, that may not matter to you. Um, if you, right now, with three different states providing their observations in there, the latency for processing all nine of these different quality checking, uh, quality checking routines is extremely fast. It's under a minute. So more than likely, if you were to go ahead and set up um, a collection every 20 minutes, you will receive the information um, with all of the quality checking flags um, to your particular collective subscription. Please let me know if you need additional information on that, and uh, either I'll answer it or I'll get somebody from Mixon Hill to help. Looks like uh, Ed is typing a question for you, Paul. I'm sorry, I was talking there, and my mute was on. And <laughs> uh, let me try this again. Um, I would some another point that I wanted to discuss. First of all, thank you, Andy, for answering that, answering Bob's question. Um, and getting back to some of the questions about sharing data. Uh, I went through it very quickly, but if, when, those of you who have downloaded the, the, this PowerPoint or when you go back and have a chance to look at the PowerPoint, uh, the, on slide 51, which was the opening screen of the Claris web portal, we have a disclaimer on there at this time which states the Claris system is an experimental product and is being used for evaluation and demonstration purposes only. Uh, that is the type of language that we have found through on many of the state DOT websites in terms of those that provide the, their uh, data um, on, their, on their web to the public. Um, and so that, that was what we modeled it after and found that that uh, seems to, to be sufficient for uh, almost all agencies. Obviously, there's going to be some that, um, that may not be enough, and we'll have to work with that. But getting back to, again to Philip's question, uh, we, we do have a disclaimer. Uh, certainly, there's a place to start for that. The other thing is um, that uh, while I was saying that the Claris system is an all-or-nothing type of system in terms of the data that, that what comes in uh, does go out, the states do have the opportunity to restrict the data that goes in. So if um, we, only, we only send out what data comes into the system, so if the so state does not, uh, does not want to share some data, uh, out to the outside world, uh, then they can restrict it in terms of what's going in. That the downside of that is that they do not then have the uh, the benefit of the clear system and the quality checking and other processing that the system provides. So there's there's an upside and a downside of that. Uh, okay, and I see that Lynette has posted additional information about the WIS symposium. So thank you for, for providing that, Lynette. Um, Let's see, are there any other, I'm not seeing any other questions since then. Uh, the, again, just in terms of what's, what's coming down the pike, uh, we've got in July we have the uh, announcement for the Connection Incentive Program. We will be doing uh, the, the training for the South Dakota Northwest Passage team. That's the only in-person activity going on in July. Uh, we, and then the, but the next in-person 
meeting of the coordinating committee as a whole will be in September. Uh, so that um, hopefully give you a sense of what's been going on. I know we haven't had a whole lot of information out there the past couple of months in part because we've been working to get uh, the regional demonstration moving forward. Uh, hopefully we, what you've heard today is um, uh, interesting and, and appealing to you in terms of where, we, where we you're going with the CLARIS initiative. And um, certainly appreciate your, your time and attention. Uh, we'll open up also back to any of the other speakers today. Any other uh, comments I want to add in closing? Okay, um, hearing none, then uh, again, thank you very much for your time and attention, and uh, look forward to seeing you all in September in Kansas City. Uh, anything else? Uh, not at all. Everyone can go ahead and disconnect from the teleconference as well as close out of your browser. Great. Thank you very much. You all have a good day now. Bye-bye. Thank you, and that does conclude today's conference call. You may disconnect at this time. Thank you. Our thanks to the FHWA for permitting us to bring this webcast to you. If you would like to contact any of the speakers, use the Contact Me button or leave me a message at 206 309-0845 and I will forward your message to them. Thanks for listening and so long for now.